every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. to be 
St. Matthew, St. Matthew chapter 25, St. Matthew chapter 25, and we begin our reading at verse 31. Matthew 25. Verse, beginning with verse 31. These words you will find. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate them one from another. As a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. <clears throat> then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison. And you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and fed thee, a thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when we saw you, when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. Amen. I want to talk this morning about a preview of judgment preview of judgment. That's where we get a picture here. He's giving us a picture of what judgment will be like. I, I used this text a few weeks ago in a home-going service, and I, even as I was preaching, 
even as I was delivering the eulogy, it came into my mind that there is a message here for living folk. That there is a message here that, that it was a wonderful home going, but God said, you, 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 that, that's a message that living folk need to, need to hear. Our great hope as Christians is that in our belief and acceptance as true, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that in that we have everlasting life. Our hope is that from the moment we truly believe that and confess it, we are indwelled with his spirit. And from that time, our lives by the power of his spirit become more and more like him every day. Or at least it should. But here in this text, Jesus himself points out that there, even in the body of Christ, even among those of us who come together, Jesus says there are some imposters. Say amen, somebody. Jesus says that there are among us some who are imposters, who, 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 who are in and they're playing the role, but they're really not about his business. Those who hang around his people and claim to be his, yet Jesus says that the day will come that they will be exposed all right, all right. as false and phony. And according to Jesus, instead of eternal life, they will be condemned to eternal doom. I'm bringing this up this morning because all around us, I am seeing the name of Jesus being used to justify hatred. I'm seeing the name of Jesus being used to justify bigotry and discrimination. People are even using the name of Jesus to justify criminal behavior. And yes, every person has the right to hate who they choose to hate. Every person can love who they choose to love. I just believe you ought to leave Jesus out of it. Y'all ain't hearing me. I just believe you ought to leave Jesus out of it. And, and, and there is always this question nowadays about whose side Jesus is on. <laughs> the answer this morning is that Jesus doesn't take sides. Y'all ain't hearing me. Right. Jesus doesn't take sides. He doesn't have to take sides. Right. Matter of fact, he declares himself to be the only side. John 14, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. It is this writer, Matthew, that seems to have almost an obsession with the kingdom. Jesus comes talking about the kingdom, and Matthew, more than any other writer, writes and raises issues about this kingdom that Jesus is talking about. All throughout his writing, you see him constantly raising questions about the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus here in the text He's giving his disciples a view of what his kingdom will really be like. He starts out, read the whole thing, starts out by giving parables. He's talking parables. He talks about ten virgins. Five were prepared and five were foolish. Then he goes on and talks about a man who leaves, another parable about a man who leaves his goods in the care of his servants. That's right. But by the time he gets to verse 31, 
it seems like he moves from parables to prophecy. And we find him, Jesus, giving us a glimpse of what judgment is going to look like. Verse 31, listen at him. This is Jesus talking. He says, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all of his holy angels with him, then shall he set upon his throne. Verse 32, and before him shall be gathered all nations. All nations will set before him. And watch this. And he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from his goats. Are y'all hearing me? Read it. Sheep on the right. Goats. Oh, don't y'all pay this no attention. I'm just making an example here. Sheep's on the right. Goats on the left. I don't, don't miss this now. Don't, don't miss this. Jesus is coming back. But when he comes this time, he came one time. But when he comes this time, he's not coming the next time as Savior. The next time he comes, he's coming as judge. Y'all better hear me. The first time he came, he came that men might believe. When he comes again, he's coming after those who did believe. Y'all ain't hearing me. The first time he came, he came to open the door of the church. The next time he's coming, he's coming to shut that door. Are y'all hearing this? This is referred to as the judgment of the nations. Jesus, the Son of Man, will come in his glory and we will be judged that day, watch this, not by God the Father, but by God the Son. If anybody want to shout, that's a good place. Right there. Not by God the Father but by God the Son. And you ought to thank God for that. Because God the Father cannot look on sin. Are y'all hearing me? You ought to be shouting now. God the Father cannot look on sin. And if we were judged by him, all of us would be lost. But if you got to go before a judge, anybody ever been before a judge? No, that's all right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. If you got to go before a judge, you want to go before a judge that is sympathetic to you. You, you want to go uh, uh, before a judge who has been where you've been. A judge that can understand you, can understand the trials you have. Are y'all hearing me? Let me show it to you in Hebrew 4.15. It says it like this. For we have not an high priest. That's Jesus. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. But was in all points tempted just as we are. And here's a clincher right here. Yet without sin. Are y'all hearing me? He goes through, he knows everything we feel, yet he did not fall to temptation. Yet he did not, are y'all hearing me? See, if I I, I don't want to stand, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't want to stand before an all-perfect judge that has never had to face a temptation. I don't want to stand before a judge that has never been tempted to do anything wrong. But I thank God for Jesus today that we will stand before him who was born just like us. 
who lived in this world just like us, yet he did it without sin. That day, there will be a separation of the sheep and the goats. Now, let me explain what that happens, what happens. During this time, you read about the shepherds and you read about the sheep. What you may not know is that during the day, goats and sheep were sort of herded together. Goats and sheep. In the midst of sheep, there were always goats. Goats always like to hang around sheep. They like the benefits. Y'all hear me? They're not sheep. They know they're not. But they hang around sheep because they like the benefits. They know if they hang around sheep that the shepherd is always going to lead them to green pastures. They know if I hang around the sheep, yeah, I, I'll always find still water. If I hang around sheep, they're always going to be protection. Yeah, because wolves like goat meat too. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. So, they like to hang around where the sheep are. But at night, when the sheep need their rest, the shepherd has to separate them. Yeah, sheep need their rest. Sheep have to sleep. And in order for the sheep to rest, there must be a separation of the goats and the sheep because goats are up all night. They're up neighing and butting each other. They're up making all kind of noise. So they got to be separated so the sheep can rest. So how does he separate the sheep from the goats? You know this answer. You just hadn't thought about it. My sheep know my voice. And they'll answer. Are y'all hearing me? All the shepherd has to do is call his sheep out. Lord have mercy. His sheep know his voice. Yeah, yeah, the goats ain't ever listened to nobody's voice. But, <laughs> but, but when the sheep hear his voice, they begin to move when he says move. My mama had this unique thing that she would do. And every mama, every mama in our neighborhood had it. But we would go out to play. We'd be out on the block anywhere within a half mile playing around. And my mama could go out on our back porch. And she had this yell that she would do. And, and that yell, you could hear it all over the community. But nobody moved but us. <laughs> when we heard that, we knew that it's time for us right, to head to the house. My sheep yeah. know my voice. Are y'all hearing me? So he calls them. See, judgment, <laughs> it ain't going to be what you think it is. Judgment ain't what you think. The shepherd is not standing there trying to figure out which one is sheep and which one is goats. <laughs> That ain't judgment. He, he knows. Y'all hear me? He, you ain't fooling nobody. He, he knows which are sheep and which are goat. He has known all the time. All right, sir. All right. Even when they were mixed up, he knew which were sheep and which were goats. So now he separates them. Sheep on the right, goats on the left. And says to his sheep, Come ye, blessed of my Father, and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In other words, he's saying to his sheep, I have prepared a place for you. But what I want to look at, and I'm going to be through in a minute, I, I just want you to look now at the criteria All right, sir. Talk, talk. of his judgment. It ain't what you think. I want you to look at how he's judging, what he's judging you about. And what may surprise you, my brothers and sisters, is not so much what's on the list, but what's not on the list. I hear you. I hear you. Are y'all hearing me? Here's the list. 
He says, I was hungry. And you fed me. I was thirsty. And you gave me drink. I was a stranger. Lord have mercy. And you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to see about me. Now, now get this now. Get this. Listen, this is tough. This, these are the criteria Jesus sets forth for judgment day. These are, this is the criteria that he sets forth. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, now when you look at this list... I don't know where you are, but I can't help but compare it to what I'm watching take place in what we call this Christian nation of ours. When I look at this list, and I look at what's going on in Washington, D.C., I look at the laws that are being passed. Are y'all hearing me? It reads more like I was hungry, I was naked, and you voted to take away any assistance I could have. I was a stranger, and you voted to close the borders so I can't get in. I was thirsty, and you poisoned my water supply and refused to fund fixing the pipes. If you can't say amen, say ouch. I was sick and you voted against my Medicare and my health care. I was in prison and you voted against prison reform. Are y'all hearing me? And the thing that surprises me is really not so much as what's on the list, but what ain't on the list. Being in church every Sunday, that's a good thing. But it didn't make the list. <laughs> being, being an excellent deacon and being a pastor for 35 years, those are wonderful things. That's right, wonderful things. But, but it didn't make the list. Being a faithful usher and a faithful missionary, that's a wonderful thing to do. But it didn't make the list. Now, 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 don't get me wrong now. I don't think it's not important to come to church. Don't think it's not important to serve faithfully. Yeah, yeah, but that gets into a whole different doctrine. That's the doctrine of rewards. There's a difference between the doctrine of salvation of the lost and the doctrine of rewards for the saved. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, 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 yeah. For those who are saved, there is a crown of life. There is a crown incorruptible. There is a crown of rejoicing. There is a crown of righteousness. All of those are rewards. And, and there are many rewards waiting for those who are faithful in service. But the criteria for inheriting the kingdom concerns itself with how we treat the least of these. You'll get a reward if you get there. But in order to get there, you've got to learn how to treat the least of these. So, brothers and sisters, as I prepare to close now, if this is what Jesus is looking for, what is your score? Don't tell your neighbor nothing. Don't touch him. <laughs> Just think it out yourself. If this is what Jesus is looking for, what is your score? Who have you fed? What thirsty soul have you given a drink? When was the last time you shown kind, kindness to a stranger? When is the last time you clothed the naked? When have you taken care of the sick? When have you reached out to somebody in prison? Just keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Keep looking. This is the criteria. This is what he will be looking for when he comes. Give yourself a test right now. How many of these things do you do on a regular basis? Matter of fact, how many of these things have you ever done? I'm trying to help somebody here. 
Notice, brothers and sisters, that these are six things that anybody can do. These are six things that anybody can do. Jesus says to those on his right, listen to this, in as much as you have done this to the least of these, to those folk who ain't got nothing to give you, those, to those folk who, who can't help themselves, in as much as you've done it to the least of these, Jesus says, you have done it unto me. And as I close, as I close, here is the beauty of the text. Jesus is commending them for the wonderful things that they have done. He's saying, come here because you've done these things. Here's the beauty of it. They didn't even realize that they had done these things. Yeah, Lord. Are y'all hearing me? They, 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 they didn't realize they had done it, and they certainly didn't know that they were doing it for Jesus. Lord have mercy. It was Jesus who told them, inasmuch as you have done it to the least of these, inasmuch as you've done it to the poor, inasmuch as you've done it to those who cannot help them, inasmuch as you have done it unto them, my brethren, you have done it unto me. And then if they didn't know that it was Jesus, what was their motivation for doing it? That's as hard as I'm going to preach today. If they were doing these things and they didn't know they were doing it for Jesus, what was their motivation for doing it? Why did they do it? Here it is right here. If you can do these things without respect of person, without even thinking about it, if you can do these things uh, and it just comes naturally you to do these things, uh, you know, even without thinking about it, it is evidence that Jesus is on the inside. Are y'all hearing me? You want to know what your evidence of being saved is? It's evidence that Jesus is on the eye. And my challenge today, for all in the sound of my voice, is to live so God can use you. Sounds like a simple message. But my challenge to everybody in the sound of my voice is y'all to live every day so that God can use you. Anywhere and anytime. When I was a child in the junior choir, First Baptist Church in Gainesville, Georgia, we used to sing a song that says, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus every day. I want to walk just like him. I want to talk just like him. I want to live just like him. Abundantly give. Just like him. I want to be more, yes, like Jesus every day. Why? Because he gave his life for mine. Y'all ain't hearing me. The cross that Jesus carried should have been my cross. The burden that Jesus bore should have been my burden. The blood that Jesus shed should have been my blood. The death that Jesus died should have been my death. Are y'all hearing me? And he did all of that just for me. He did all of that just for you. And not only that, he went to the grave just for you and me. But I thank God that that's not the end of the story. But the Bible says that on early Sunday morning, uh, he got up from the grave, uh, and he did that just uh, for me, and that's why I commit my life. Every Sunday morning, uh, I stand here, I ain't playing, uh, when I say, Lord, uh, I want to live for thee every day uh, and every hour. Let your spirit be in me, in 
His saving power in my weakness be my strength in my trials. All be thou near me all the day and hear my every call. Leave me not to walk alone. Lest I droop and die. Be thou near me all the day and attend my cry. Is there anybody here that wants to be kept by him? Keep my heart. Keep my hand. Keep my soul. I pray. Keep my tongue to speak your praise. Yes. Keep me. Yes. A coming judgment. You can pick at it, laugh about it, sticker at it, but judgment day is coming. And it won't be what you think. You need to set your house in order. Make sure that you're doing these things that the master will be looking for. If you're here today, if you're here today, and if you haven't already joined the community of the redeemed, it is just as simple as saying, I believe that. I believe Jesus died. I believe that he died for me. I believe that they laid him in a bar. I believe that he got up. I don't understand it, but I do believe it. And it's just as simple today, just as simple as that, turning your life around. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you can do that just today. Just a matter of stepping out and coming this way and acknowledging that he is who he says he is. He is the son of God. You can turn your whole life around on this moment. If you have not accepted him, I want to invite you to come today. If you haven't accepted him, if you have already accepted him and just don't have a church home or a church covering, I want to offer you a church covering, a church home, a church covering. If you're here today and you need to make that decision, let me just invite you. Let me invite you to come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus just now. He'll save you. Yeah, yeah, he'll save you. Right now, somebody ought to be moving. Yeah, 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 yes. Come on, come on, come on. Come to Jesus.
reason's still there. We're thankful that you live in a time where God's grace is good and his mercy endures. So every time you have an invitation to come to him, know that it is because of his grace and because of his mercy that the opportunity has been afforded you. So we, we lift the name of Jesus to you to be able to give your life to him. And no, this is not about church membership, but it's about becoming a part of the eternal community of believers. So that invitation is given. If you don't have a church home, we would love for you to be a part of this community of faith. We thank God for you. Give God praise for his word. Give God praise for his word. His word is true. Word is true. That Jesus be lifted from the earth. He'll draw men unto me. It says that. So we thank God again for our pastor. We thank God again for our time of sharing together. If you will, go ahead. Whatever is your medium, get your offering and get your tithe together. Amen. Amen. Get it together now. If we will just stand on your feet. We will have our own. Pastor Garland Brooks come and pray for us. We're going to pray. If you have a need for prayer, come down. If you have a need for prayer, you can come down. And as we come and as we prepare for our closing prayer, I don't ever want us to get to the point giving is a part of worship. So I want us to take this moment, this moment, and whatever it is that you give, whatever medium you give. Now, sometimes people give through the week. That's fine. If you bring it by the office, that's fine. But we don't ever want to get giving is a part of worship. So whatever it is that you are going to offer to the Lord as we begin to pray, get it in your hand. Get it in your hand. Whatever medium it is that you use, if you have all this electronic. If you do that, now would be a time to do that as we prepare for prayer. Let's, let's do that. Uh, if you do it through the week, you're, you're consistent at that, that is fine. But I just don't ever want us to just roll over offering time like it doesn't matter. This is a part of worship. So if you're, if you're one of those who bring your offering, go ahead and get it in your hand now that as we pray, we might bless it also. And if there are those who need special prayer, he's just asking you might want to come. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Eternal God and Heavenly Father, once we call for come for your presence, Lord God, with open arms and open hearts, receiving what you have for us. Lord God, we ask you to forgive us for our sins and our shortcomings, Lord God, and just help us, Lord God, to walk that path that you have presented to us, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be leaded and guided by your word, Father. Help us to trust in you with all our hearts and lean not in our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge you and you shall direct our path. Lord God, you give us that commission, Lord God, to go out and share your word. For us to be your disciples, Lord God, to just tell it, to tell what you have done for us, to tell what you have done for every man, woman, boy, and girl on this earth that you died on that cross, Lord God. And there will be a separation, Lord God, but we must know, Lord God, that we are your sheep and that we hear your call and that we will follow you, that we will be available to be used by you, Lord God, to be a vessel of righteousness for your glory. Help us, Lord God, to just meet every need that needs to be met in the body of Christ and out there, Lord God. That those know that we are your disciples by the love we have one for another, Lord God. And we have a special prayer, Lord God, for those who may be going through, Lord God, the trials and tribulations of life. 
But Lord God, we know that in the end, we win because you give us the victory through Christ Jesus. And what he done on that cross for each and every one, the propitiation of our sins, that we may have a right to that tree of life. So Lord God, use each and every one of us, Lord God, to do your blessed will here on earth. Share your love, share your kindness, visit those who are sick, do what we need to do. Just avail ourselves to your Holy Spirit and be guided by you, Lord God, to be led by you to all truth. For you, Jesus, is the truth and the light. And we want to be guided by that light. Let us let our light shine up on the hill that others may see your good works, your, your, your blessings, your, your honor, your glory, your loving kindness, and we will follow you. We thank you, Lord God, for all your many blessings. Keep us and we shall be kept. Bless us and we shall be blessed. We thank you for your word today. Thank you for being a lamp until our feet and a light to our path. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen, and thank God. Oh. We want to thank you again for your participation in worship and thank you for being a part of our worship today. God bless you. God keep you, both those in the sanctuary and those virtually. We will ask our membership to remember to keep praying for those of our family who have dealt with death at this time, Sister in Pitts, Sister Marva. Also, others who have dealt with death, as Brother Alex Spite dealt with this time, just pray for them. Pray that God will be a comfort to them and a keeper for them. I just thank God for all of you. God be with you till we meet again. present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority may it be both henceforth now and forevermore and the people of God say
are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on tuesday wednesday or thursday from 10 a.m until 2 p.m it's not necessary to wait until sunday to give Online, GiveLify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.